Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process in discussions between the authors, narrators, producers, and post-production teams that bring them all together, as well as guests who have listened to the audiobooks and have questions for the creative teams. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. So I'm here in the studio with Nomi Bahar, author of Gates of Power. And I want to thank you, Nomi, for taking the time to talk with me about your, your book and about the work that you're doing. I am pleased to do that. Great. So could you tell us just a little bit more, tell us about your background and training in this work? Background and training in the work or in general? Because I feel that my life has been a training for this work. Well, tell us more about that. Let's start there. So, yes. I was born and raised in Israel and uh, went to the army just like all young people have to do there. And after that, I actually surprised myself and everybody around me by being accepted to the Academy for the Performing Arts because I didn't show any obvious talents for that. (laughs) So um, it was a little bit of a shock for myself too. Uh, But anyway, I went there. It's a three-year full-time academy. And after, right after that, I was picked to play a lead role on on national stage pretty much after, like a month after school. That was a big deal. And right after that, I continued performing and performing and performing for a long time, few good years. I'm curious, was that also singing, a musical? No, we don't, we don't have that many musicals in Israel, and we ne- definitely didn't have them then. then. It's more like straight roles, like... In Israel, I look like any other woman, so I could do Chekhov and I could do Shakespeare. I'm not, I'm not typecasted as Mediterranean exotic type or whatever, however I mm-hmm. would be casted here. Yeah. So I actually did all, I did the classics. I did, I did a lot of amazing work. And as it turns out, I got a... I got a grant to study here in New York City with Uta Hagen, wow, a very famous actress and teacher. Yes, indeed. And um, that's how I got here. And when I got here, I pretty much after a couple of years of being here, I went into a personal crisis. I think it was also the difficulty of really getting good roles here in, in the States and in New York that didn't help. Yeah. And that's how I was introduced for the first time. I was 29 or something to the process of healing in therapy. And I was introduced through my own interest in that for myself my therapist of then said to me a few times, 
you are a born therapist and you need to go into the training. He had a center and he had a, a training in primal therapy. And I said, no, I'm not interested in doing that. That looks to me very boring if I look at you. And <laughs> <laughs> But he kept saying it and saying it. And at some point, much later on, it did ring true. In one of those silent moments with myself, um, the message was clear. That yeah. is something that you need to do. And so I reluctantly, I have to say at that point, embraced it because I was used by then following internal messages. Like the message to go and be a performer came to me out of nowhere and I followed it. Yeah. And this message came and I followed it. So I was very interested in modalities of psychotherapy that are expressive and experiential and use the whole body, emotions, the whole person rather than just... Yeah, I could see how that would make sense coming out of your background in, in performance and theater. Right, yeah. right. So I started by doing primal therapy training with my therapist uh, primal therapy is very deep regressions uh, to pre-verbal states, and it's it's people are sounding and screaming and crying, and and it's it's very much not sit and talk intellectually mm -hmm. about things. Uh, then I proceeded and did a bioenergetic training because it's very body oriented, and being an actor and a dancer, I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, using the body to see what's going on and working from the body to the emotions, from the emotions to the body. And I proceeded to, I was just very curious and none of these, uh, the, the primal and then the bioenergetics, they did not answer all the things that I wanted to know. So I proceeded and did a training in psychodrama that was very interesting. And then in Gestalt. And were you see, already at this point working with other people or was this really just in a training process of, with your own experience? I started working with people um, maybe after the third training. So I had, I had enough, you know, training to start. But I kept looking for something. Uh, so, so those four trainings completed a picture for me. Mm -hmm. You know, the primal was, was very deep emotional. The bioenergetics was very good with the body. The gestalt was the inner dialogue, which I liked very much. And the psychodrama was right in my backyard, so to speak. I mean, right. I, I had affinity for it. Armed with all of these, I started working about 29 years ago, along all of that, I still had my dance theater and, and, and so on. And I also was a very avid meditator. Yeah. I was uh, working with my guru and, and, and doing a lot of meditations. So I slowly start, started to introduce meditations, 
which did not was not existing in any one of those trainings. Yeah. And then the creative arts too. The writing, the drawing, the movement, the sound, the music, some people were coming. So these are two were two elements that I wasn't trained at, but they were like natural for me to Right. Seems like they would fit right in with the background that you have and your affinity for their creative expression. Yeah. Beautiful. And as I tried different things that were not uh, necessarily direct to my training, I started writing notes. I started experimenting with different things. Mm -hmm. And eventually, after about 10 years or 12 years of practicing, I looked at the notes and I realized that there was a system that I was onto something. There was a system that was none of my trainings, but all these trainings were inspiring. It was different. So it sounds like the the system kind of emerged from your work. And as you started to reflect back on it and look at your notes, that that, that is how you started to recognize patterns? Would would that be true? Yes. Elements Mm -hmm. that I wanted to embrace into this emerging new system that was happening. Yeah. Wow. Cool. And uh, about 15 years ago, I gelled it together into a system that is called Gates of Power. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more than I think you've hinted at some of the aspects of that Gates of Power program, but can you tell us more about what the Gates of Power program includes or entails? So it's a program that combines workshops and individual sessions. And uh, the workshops have seven levels, seven weekends. And some people can finish that doing it in a year. And some people take three years, and people work in their own rhythm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But there is level one, level two, level three, and as they get ready for the next level, they go into the next level of workshop. So that's the structure. But the content, uh, as I said, we use meditations, we use all the creative arts, we use internal dialogues, and we out loud them. We use emotional work, energetic, physical work, and a very clear map of actionable work. Mm. Take whatever you know and put it into action and, and be responsible to make sure that you are showing up right. in your life with yeah. actions. Mm-hmm. Within the system, there are two elements that maybe I can talk about them later on, but one is the three aspects of the self, the three parts that sit inside of us, the emotional self, the defensive self, and the expanded self. And these three parts are usually conflicted and either repressing or tearing each other apart And it's very important to unify them Mm -hmm. and to establish the expanded self, which is your wisdom self, as the leader, the parent, the healer, 
of this little team right. and give that part the tools that it needs to be a good parent, to be a healer, to be the leader. So not only it's unifying, but it's healing and transforming mm. these parts. Because usually the emotional self and the defensive self are somewhat injured and misaligned. Right, yeah. And the other important element is that there are seven areas of life. We call them gates. And they need to be given attention to and kind of unblocked, mm, yep. energized, optimized, and so on. And I know you cover those, those quite clearly in the book. So it's right. Great. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Right. Would you say that there's anything else that you haven't mentioned yet that was an inspiration for you in creating this program? My own journey. Mm. I had a very painful, kind of difficult personal journey. I don't know if it's part of being in Israel with all the wars and the trauma and drama that was happening. Um, my parents were very uh, distraught and disturbed by by the conditions. Right. And I, I just didn't feel like my childhood was a childhood. Mm -hmm. I felt I needed to be responsible at a very young age and and in a home that was loving. My parents tried to do the best, but it was very joyless mm. place. You have uh, siblings? I do. I have a, a brother who is younger, 12 years, and a sister who is younger, three years. So, but I was the I was the firstborn right. mm -hmm. with all the responsibility of that. Yeah. So often it seems that uh, the eldest takes on a role of responsibility that is, especially in a situation where it feels like the parents are not handling it in a way that, that is working for the kids, or at least for that oldest child. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations. Yeah. So I think my biggest inspiration and drive was my healing journey with myself and because I was so determined to be out of pain and fear and, and insecurity and all these things that plagued me in a very deep way, I wanted to have a spirit that's peaceful and joyful and just kind of being in life and, and enjoying and creating and all of that. And uh, it was a long road, but uh, actually I got here. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do that, you, you, you become passionate about being able to, you know, pass that on to others. Right. Yeah. You come from it. You bring to it um, such a personal experience and understanding that right. I think is, uh, you know, if we're, working with somebody that does not have the experience of the pain, you, you can't relate in quite the same way as somebody who has been through that kind of pain. Yes. It's like you, if you're going to track the Himalaya, the, the mountains, you, you want somebody who has been there tracking. Indeed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Let's pause for a moment. We'll be right back. 
Here at Pro Audio Voices, we love working with authors who have a big goal in mind. They really want to reach out to their audience around the world. We're here to help make that happen. It starts with our pre-production process, where we're evaluating and determining what elements of the audiobook we can leverage to both create an excellent listener experience for your listeners, as well as drawing them to your website to engage with you further. It continues on through the production process, making decisions that will enhance and support your big goals, as well as creating a great listener experience. But we don't stop there. Once the audiobook is live, we move on to helping you market your audiobook with the Audiobook Marketing Program. Come check us out at ProAudioVoices.com. To schedule a call to talk about your audiobook project, click on Get Started. When you were telling me about the program, the Gates of Power program and the workshops, are those workshops that are done in person live or those? Yes. Yeah. Okay. In in person live, mm-hmm. uh, people are, you know, crying together and screaming together and dancing together and sharing very deeply the exercises of, of, of very creative and very heart-centered and there's a lot of interesting, wonderful things that happen there. Yeah. And you're, those take place in New York, is that correct? In New York, yeah. Are there modalities that you use in the program? I mean, you've mentioned writing, you've mentioned uh, dance. Are there other modalities that you'd like to share about? Yeah. I, there are five things that I feel I need to talk about. One is the obvious one, which is the emotional and psychological work. Uh, But when I say emotional work, I mean, we really go into the emotions. We don't speak about the emotions only. We feel the emotions. We Mm. work with the emotion. Uh, So the emotional work. The other one is the creative. We work through the creative. So we do the writing and the drawing and the sounds and the movement and, and, and so on. The meditations, which is an open channel towards the spiritual, but it, I do a lot of processes in a state of meditation. Hmm. So meditation is a tool for me to get into the deeper part, the, the subconscious part, sometimes the, the most intuitive part. So those are uh, then guided meditations? Guided meditations, yes. And then we have the body, the body, the energetic understanding of how the emotions and the thoughts and all register in the body and in the energy field and how we can move things around energetically and how the body responds to that and so on. And then the last piece is the the actionable plan. We have something that we call the vision map and every gate has the vision uh, and we do it yearly and people are, are working this, their little Bible for that year. Um, every gate has the vision for the gate, the misalignments, the commitments and a list of actions. And so it's it's all covered. Your whole life is in that little vision map that's kind of like 20 pages and people are creating the the weekly 
action list wow. out of that. Mm-hmm. Sounds very thorough. Very thorough, very yeah. comprehensive, very holistic. Yeah, beautiful. That sounds like exciting work to be part of. It is. I, yes, it's never boring. Yeah. Even though I did uh, do the, those workshops so many times, it's never boring. It's never the same. There's always, the exercises are the same that I planned, but. Yeah. So it's not, you know, when I, <laughs> you said to your therapist early on, it's like, <laughs> if it looks, <laughs> if it's as boring as you are, <laughs> or basically. <laughs> no, right. No, thank you. <laughs> I know. And I have never been bored. I'm working for 29 years. Not one session is like the other and I'm yeah. never bored. Yeah. So I'm thanking my luck. Oh, you know, it sounds like you're working in the most, uh, in such a dynamic and deep personal way with people. That's yes. got to be amazing. It, it is. It's like sometimes I'm like, wow, this is coming up and look, at the way it's coming up. Yeah. And so it's it's wonderful. The beginners, when they come in, they're a little hesitant because they're asked to be expressive in ways that were not expressive like that in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once they get used to it, they love it. Uh, we said we have so many social boundaries and that um, we live by so fully, so much of the time uh, that, uh, yes. and I think being given permission and encouragement to move beyond those has got to be very empowering, very freeing. Sounds uh, magnificent. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for these clients that you're working with, what are some of the, the things that you're finding that you're helping your clients achieve? What are some of your results with them? Mm-hmm. I actually wrote it down so I so I can be so my mind can be focused. First of all, is the power to be in life from a part of themselves that is not defensive. Wow. Or injured emotional. Mm-hmm. And that is your expanded self. Being able to find that part to get yourself grounded in that part, mm-hmm. to learn to breathe and live from there, feel from there, and, and help the two other parts of you from there is an amazing expansion and freedom for people. Yeah, I'm sure. Because all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I'm not that miserable or like insecure little emotional self. I'm not my clutching, constricted, defensive self. I am this huge, free, even though I have these two parts and they need a lot of good attention and nurturing. I am not that. Right. Right. So that's very important. The other one is to power wash all these notions about ourselves that we've collected along life. I call it the mud, the mud that we collect along life. Right. To 
let go of it because most of them are not true. Yeah. That's... So it's like a deep cleansing right. of all kinds of things that we gathered, resentful and disempowering beliefs and little pieces of trauma that is not released. And yeah. So power wash that. Yeah. I think we all feel that the mud of and slogging through the mud every day, just that there's always some, there's, there are always things that feel like they're in our way that we don't even know where they're coming from. Seems like. Right. But then, but actually they're not, truly parts of us. Mm -hmm. There are things that we allowed in. Right. And we embraced them mm -hmm. and, and called, called them truth. Right. But they're not. Yeah. So the power washing is one. Mm -hmm. And then the living in the expanded self is the second. The ability to dialogue with the other two parts and when they get uptight or upset, to be able to coach them, to inner coach. Nice, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and slowly normalize these two is a very important thing. To open, the other thing is to be able to open consciously and responsibly all the areas of life, which we call gates the body, the emotions, dialogue, which is relationships, creative expression, the gate of life path, gate of silence, gate of knowledge. All these areas of life get a lot of attention. Mm. And we learn to um, make sure that they're all being nurtured. Because mm -hmm. many times people nurture two or three of these gates yeah. and they neglect the others yeah. and they become out of balance because of that. All right. Well, it sounds like this work that you're doing with Gates of Power is not only rewarding for you, but tremendously valuable for the people that you're working with. Yes. What a gift that you've you, you've brought this forward in a book so that it's accessible to more people and in an audio book so even more people can, can uh, access this material. Thank you. I, thank I'm, you for what you're doing in the world. I'm, I'm happy that it's becoming an audio book because a lot of people don't have the time or the patience yeah. to read. I'm an used to be an avid reader. There's like books all around my bed always, but I find that I have very little time to actually read. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. And listening to it while you're doing something else or while you're driving is uh, a, a good way to get some of it in. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, that's great. Let's listen to a bit of the audiobook. Nature intended us to be the healthiest, best version of ourselves, and our dreams want to come true. Commitment, passion, and discipline are necessary companions on the journey, and this audiobook is here to assist you in the process. It's based on the Gates of Power Method, 
a path to self-transformation and self-actualization. On the one hand, it is important to be able to experience and accept all the aspects of living as a human being, and, on the other, to realize that we are beings of consciousness moving through a human life. Our journey is one of embracing our earthly existence, creatively and expressively, while at the same time coming to know our true nature as spirit, pure awareness, and ultimately, one with the Absolute. I have learned that what gives us the most fulfillment and happiness is the ability to be who we are and grow into our true power. Being who we are, as simple as it sounds, is not that easy. It takes time, awareness, self-knowledge, and courage. It is a lifelong process of learning to accept and express ourselves, to give of and to ourselves, and freely and confidently open up to receive and create happiness. We have a deep yearning to feel and know everything that lives within us. Since we're made of the same intelligence and energy that the whole universe is made of, we have a natural appetite to experience infinite possibilities within ourselves, an appetite that entices us to constantly grow, change, and learn. I know that when we first took a look at it, that there were questions around how we would handle different pieces of that. Any thoughts about how you may have felt about that before we got started with all the pre-production? What, what were you thinking in terms of how those exercises might play out in audio? I, I wasn't sure, but now that I'm listening to, to the way that possible people can do People can listen to the instructions and either do a little bit or not do and or do it later. Yeah. Um, anything else that you'd like to share that I didn't think to ask about, uh, either about the audiobook or the the process of that or about your work with Gates of Power? Again, I'm very grateful for the audiobook and I'm looking forward to see what impact it's going to make. And what I want to say is that we're here in this lifetime, in this moment, and we need to make the best of it. Right. So I want to encourage people to have the courage to look inside, to face what's there, to embrace the transformation. Some of it can be a little painful because pain needs to come out. Trauma needs to resolve. Things need to move around, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. Right. But to embrace that and free themselves and find that sense of centeredness and peace and confidence and just embrace their essence and actualize whatever gifts and potential they have. Beautiful. So I want to just uh, then wrap up with encouraging folks that would like to learn more about your work and the book, the audio book, you would be to visit gatesofpower.com. And uh, I know that you have a lot of information there for your listeners and anyone else that may be hearing this, uh, this interview. So again, thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for taking the time today. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. 
please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.